I want to, I've just crafted a sermon around that type thinking. I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 3 and verse 18. I want to share with you something about someone that maybe you've never even heard about him. Um, I'm sure you don't know very much about him. In fact, I don't know very much about him. But it's interesting. I wanted to read, and I know it sounds like a very unusual topic to use to base a sermon around it. It says, And Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon the Canaanite. Well, where is the inspiration in that one verse of Scripture? Interesting, isn't it? Or is it? It's just mentioning a few names. Some of them you recognize. You recognize Andrew and Philip. Maybe even Bartholomew. You've heard of Matthew and Thomas. Um, James the Lesser, or the son of Alphaeus. And Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite. Well, um, I want to talk about Thaddeus a little bit today. Thaddeus um, is an unusual person. Now we've all heard a, a lot of stuff about different important people who served in ministry. We've obviously, as I stated earlier, everybody's heard about Billy Graham. We've heard of the old Roberts. We've heard of the John Maxwells. We've heard of um, so many, and I could name them on and on and on, of you know, Adrian Rogers and Charles Stanley and a lot of great Bible teachers and, and Bible instructors that we've been blessed to be able to have them in our lifetime speak into our lives. And um, there are so many hundreds of thousands of ministers who are faithfully serving little small churches, some of them 30 maybe even less than that. And we're living in a world where success is valued by how big something is. How big is the church? How big is the building? How many people are being influenced through the church? And we have a tendency to overlook some things that I think are even more important than that. Because a lot of the people that we never hear anything about them are the ones that make up the overwhelming majority of the kingdom of God. And they don't ever get any real recognition or anything or whatever. Same thing is, in, is true in the church, in the local church. You got those who serve in places of prominence. You got people who serve in positions to where they're recognized. They serve on different committees and they serve in different capacities in the church. And everybody recognizes them when they walk in the door. And all of that's necessary. But have you ever noticed that the overwhelming majority of people who make up the church are not the ones that are holding these prominent places. They're not the ones that fill the boards of the various committees and groups that are being put together to carry on the kingdom of God. And those are the kind of people that I think very often we don't recognize the value of them. You know, the world might look at you as being a failure. 
You might look at yourself as being a failure, as a worthless, as a nobody. Because you haven't recognized other people and they haven't known your name and they're not able to place a handshake in front of you because they're not really inspired by your presence. Maybe that's one of you. Well, I want to just take a little bit of time to um, talk about Thaddeus a little bit and Thaddeus' life. He's a member of a group that's more popular than the Beatles. He was one of the 12 disciples. He had more going for him than anyone you could ever know. But it's interesting how few times his name is ever mentioned in the Bible. And how many times he's called something else. As a matter of fact, I jotted him down. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 3, he's called Lebius. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 16, he's called Judas, brother of James. Because one of the the nicknames of Thaddeus is Jude, and one of the nicknames of Jude is Judas. And of course, I'm not talking about... And then in John 14, 22, he's called Judas, not Iscarius. But yeah. He's one of those people, you know, well, you know him. You saw him. That's who I'm talking about. I don't know his name, but he sits there every Sunday in that same spot. I can describe what he looks like, but I don't know his name. Well, that's Thaddeus for you. That's the unrecognized person that sits by you every Sunday, or that you see the back of their head, you really don't know what their face looks like because all you've ever seen is the back of their head. You know where all the ball sparks are and all of those things. And that's, that's, that's the Thaddeus that we worship with over and over and over. You know, he's, he's well, he's, he's like the spare tire on your car. You don't ever pay any attention to the spare tire till you need it. How many times have you gone to, when you had a flat and you take the spare off to put it on your car and you discover the, fair, the spare is flat also? And you'd never really taken the time to check it to see if it was roadworthy or if it had enough air in it to hold up the weight of your automobile. It's the spare. It's like Prince Harry over in England, you know. Well, if something happens to William, who's the heir apparent to the throne, if something happens to William, we've always got old Harry over here. He's the spare. There's a lot of people in life that that's the way you have felt that your life is actually gone. You always have just been the spare. What was left over. And so many times, you know, you have felt like you were second class or you weren't really recognized for the worth that you feel like that you can bring to the table. Over and over and over again, we read through the Bible. We never hear anything about even one of Thaddeus' sermons. His name is never attached to any of the miracles that the gospel writers record but yet he's one of the 12 
And by being one of the twelve, you know, in Mark chapter 6 and verse 7, the Bible says, And Jesus called unto him the twelve, and began to send them forth by two and two, and gave them power over unclean spirits. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. So number one, people may not know your name, but Jesus knows your name. Now that's the thing that I really want you to let settle down in your heart. It's not about how many people in the church can call you by your first name. Although I'm of the firm opinion that if they come more than two times, you ought to be able to call their name. Hello? Roy, I spared you today. I didn't call on you to give me the names of those, peop- those nine people that joined the church last Sunday. But I'm, I, I still think we ought to make it our business to learn people's names. But Jesus called unto him the twelve, and, and he began to send them forth by two and two, and he gave them power over unclean spirits, and they went out and preached... Thaddeus was one of them. He went out and preached and preached that men should repent. Listen, and they cast out many devils and anointed many that were sick and the Lord healed them. Thaddeus is casting out devils. Thaddeus is healing the sick just like all of the other 11, but his name is not mentioned. I just find that remarkable. I find it remarkable that God would always have that silent group of people who does not long to be recognized by being the first one chosen on whatever's going on. That the Lord loves you because He made you like you are. You may be different from anyone else that you know, but the Lord had a definite and specific function for you and your life, and that's why He made you just like He did. I just think that is so remarkable. That Thaddeus is one of the twelve. And if I had asked you to name the twelve disciples... I wonder how many of you would have forgotten to name the name of Thaddeus. Any of you remember the song I taught you about, the 12 disciples? That's the way I still remember them. You don't remember it. There were 12 disciples. Jesus called to help him. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James' brother, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon Judas, and Bartholomew. That's the way you remember the 12 disciples. Now I'll call on two or three of you next Sunday to sing the song for us of the 12 disciples. But isn't it remarkable that in all of this, you know, we see a lot about Peter and James and John and even Andrew. The Bible is full of those scriptures with these people and the great things that they did. But how many scriptures do you find that Thaddeus ever did anything? And I just think it is so interesting 
that the world may not know your name. You may never see your name in the lights. You may never be recognized by a lot of people as being important for anything or anybody. But I want to tell you, Jesus knows your name and He's keeping account of your faithfulness and what you are going to answer to Him for. Remember the Bible says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He didn't say talented. He didn't say great preacher. He said faithful. That's something everyone can do. And that's what's going to be recognized. Number two, people may not realize your worth, but Jesus does. Mark 3.13, the Bible says, He went up into a mountain and called unto Him whom He would. And they came to Him, and He ordained twelve that they should be with Him, and that He might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out devils. Now remember, Jesus called whom He would. Isn't that interesting? When he got up on the mountain, he called whom he would, and they came unto him, and he ordained twelve. And Thaddeus is one of those twelve. There must have been something about him and something about his spirit that Jesus recognized his worth. You're going to be of great help in the kingdom of God. You may not be a good singer. You may not be an awesome preacher that other people would say all those nice things about. You may bring something totally different to the table. (laughs) But I'm telling you, God Almighty recognizes your value and He recognizes your worth even when other people don't. And I'm glad it's like that. I'm glad everybody's not the same. It would be an awful boring world if we all looked just alike, if we all talked just alike, if we all lived in the same house. Heaven forbid. (laughs) But wouldn't wouldn't it be something if God had not made us as different as He did and He gave every one of us a different function and a different job to do in His kingdom, and He never called me to do your job, and He never called you to do my job. He called me to do my job, and you to do your job, and it doesn't matter if no one else ever recognizes you. God Almighty recognizes how valuable you are. Hallelujah. I think that is awesome today. Hallelujah. He placed you right where you are. He put you in that particular family that you were born into. I know a lot of people feel like that if they had had a different kind of family, that things would have turned out different in their life. That may be true. But there's a reason why God chose for you to be placed right where you are, for you to be working right where you're working, 
for you to be standing beside that person that you see every day at work. There is a reason because God was planting His Spirit in that place through you and you were the one to carry the gospel to that person who stands beside you every day. And I couldn't do it. They wouldn't let me work for them. But God chose you. You're not, you're not supposed to be the man sitting in the office up front unless you're the man or woman sitting in the office up front. And if you are, then the Lord put you there. I believe we're supposed to bloom where God has planted us. I believe that wherever I am, the Lord has put me there. I remember when, when, when I became pastor of this church, soon be 19 years ago, I had, uh, I had prophecy that was sent to me that was written out on a piece of paper that it was not the will of God for me to be here and I wouldn't be here but just a short time and I would be gone. I kept that letter a good long time until I realized it was a bunch of nonsense and I threw it away. Because I believe that there is a reason why God puts us where we are and I believe that we're supposed to carry out what the Lord gives us to do until He finishes with us. And look, if glory to God, that's right, give Him a hand. He is worthy to be praised. I fully believe that if I can stand before you and declare that God put me here, I don't think anything should be able to move me until God gets ready for that to happen and then it will happen in the way that everybody will recognize, yes, that's the Lord and that's the way it should be. It can't be the will of the Lord for you one day and the next day you resign. Hello. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I believe that God recognizes what we have to offer. Isn't it interesting that everybody has their own special place and niche to fill in the kingdom of God? I just finished reading a book that Miss Joanne gave me called Killing Kryptonite. Interesting book right there interesting book and he says once you join a church you became you become an integral part of a group and when you don't carry your end of the bargain everybody suffers as a result of it and you know what I shouted amen I told my wife I said I should have written that book because I've preached it all these years. If I'm a member of this church and I'm not holding up what I'm supposed to be holding up, I'm hurting everybody. If I'm not tithing like I should, I'm hurting everybody. If I'm not praying for this church, I'm hurting everybody. If I'm not being faithful to what the Lord's called me, I'm hurting everybody that's a part of this church. I believe that. It's the kryptonite that is killing the church. We're not carrying out what God's called us to do. There's a reason why God has put us where we are. And people may not recognize your name. People may not recognize your worth. But God does.
and He understands and He will be there for you when everyone else has walked away from you. God will be there for you. And that's why it's important for us to join ourselves to people of like faith and find strength with one another. Glory to God in the kingdom of God. Thirdly, people may not recognize your effort, but God does. You probably won't ever read a book about Thaddeus. I've never heard a sermon about him. I tried to find some, couldn't find any. Never, never heard of a series being preached about him. You know, you might, you might not be able to, to know very much about him as far as what was written. But obviously he had a place in the kingdom of God. A lot of people may not know what you have been through in order to carry the name of Jesus where you've been. Because some of the stuff we have to face, we face it alone. And some of the junk that we face that we should not have to face, we do it because we love the Lord and we don't want to be a blemish on the kingdom. And a lot of people may not recognize all the hours you have put in. They may not see you when you've picked up paper off the floor because you recognize that this is where the body of Christ gathers and we need to have it in such a way that we can present our best to God at all times. People may not see you when you are putting forth an effort and other people has already left and gone home and you're still there wiping tables. You're still doing what needs to be done. They don't understand the work that goes into what's... You don't even understand what goes into just putting a Sunday service together, how much is involved. But you know what? God Almighty recognizes it. We may not recognize the effort that other people are putting forth, but I'm telling you there are rewards for those who are just simply faithful. Glory to God. Colossians 3.23 says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. And whatever you do, do it with all of your heart and God will reward your faithfulness. Glory to God. Other people may not recognize what you do, but God does. There's not a simple thing that you do that it's not recognized by God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want you to recognize that today, how important it is. Mark 9.41 says, And not even a cup of cold water offered in the name of Jesus will lose its reward. I'm telling you, I want you to feel better about yourself today. I want you to build up yourself in the Holy Ghost today. You don't have to be recognized by everybody else. Everybody else in this church don't have to bow down to you or to anyone else but God Almighty. But I want you to recognize that you are special to God and you have a special place in the kingdom of God and no one else can carry it out like you can. Glory to God. 
Now what would I have if I had come up here with a sermon to preach and there was no one to hear? Wow. What about all the missionaries that we bless and we send them forth and they go to other places around the world to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ? We can't even name them. Might name one or two. But because we had something to do with sending them forth, they may not know our name. And we may not know their name. But God Almighty knows all of us. And He knows our name. And He knows what we're interested in and what we're doing. So I want you to feel and to recognize today that what you're doing is not wasted. I want you to know that your efforts that you feel like that nobody really cares whether you show up or not, that is not true. Everybody cares. We ought to care about one another and love one another even as God for Christ's sake hath loved and forgiven us. Glory to God. It ought to matter when John Doe sits on the back seat Excuse me, all you backseat people. When you don't come, we recognize that the backseat is empty. When you can't fill your place, then something is missing. And I want you to recognize today, you may be like Thaddeus. You may be like Thaddeus and your name may not be recorded in very many important places in this world but if your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life, that's where it really counts for it to be recorded. And if it's recorded there, glory to God, you are blessed and highly favored because you are a child of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to know today, even if no one else knows who you are, even if no one else can call your name, it really, it does not matter. What matters is that God knows your name, God recognizes your value, and God knows the effort that you're putting forth for the kingdom of God. I have a copy of Fox's Book of Martyrs in my office that I have had for 50 years probably. I know I was really young when, I, when, I, when it was given to me. Fox Book of Martyrs records that Thaddeus, or Jude as he was also called, was crucified for his faith at Edessa in A.D. 72. Others believe he was pierced with arrows when he refused to deny his faith in Christ. I read the story of an older preacher. He was rebuked by one of his deacons one Sunday morning before the service. Pastor, said the man, something must be wrong with your preaching and your work. There's been only one person added to the church in a whole year, and he's just a boy. The minister listened, his eyes moistening, his thin hand trembling. I feel it all, he replied. But God knows I've tried to do my duty. On that day, the minister's heart was heavy as he stood before his flock 
when he finished his message, he felt a strong inclination to resign. After everyone else had left, that one little boy came to him and asked him, Do you think if I worked hard for an education, I could become a preacher, perhaps a missionary? Again, the tears welled up in the minister's eyes. Ah, this heals the ache I feel. He said, Robert, I see the divine hand now. May God bless you, my boy. Yes, I think he will be, you will become a preacher. Then many years later, an aged missionary returned to London from Africa. His name was spoken with reverence. Nobles invited him to their homes. He had added many souls to the church of Jesus Christ reaching even some of Africa's most savage chiefs. His name was Robert Moffat, the same Robert who had been added to the church for that one year of this old preacher's faithful service. You may not be recognized by the masses of people. Most people may not be able to call your name. But God Almighty in heaven knows how valuable you are to His kingdom. And I want you to feel today the importance of your relationship with God. You are not working for one person in this world. You are working for the one person in the world to come. Praise God. Let's stand together. I had several more things I wanted to mention. But I just wanted you today to feel the importance of what I'm talking about. You are important to the kingdom of God. You are important to the kingdom of God. Other people may not look at you in the importance that you have, but I want to tell you God Almighty does. He sees it all. And He knows it all. Bow your heads with us in prayer today. Father, we bless You. We thank You. What an awesome God You are. And Lord, so many who feel like that life has passed them by, that they're just a wallflower, that they're just part of the decorations, they're just really not important. God, help us to realize that everyone is important in the kingdom of God and that everyone has a special place to fill and no one else can fill it but us. I wonder, I wonder on this Sunday morning, the very last Sunday in February, already two months gone of Sundays out of this new year, I wonder if, you've, if, if, if there's a part of you that feels like that you're just never really quite appreciated or valued in the way that you should have been. And it has really been a problem with you and your spirit. I want you, I'm, I'm not going to ask you as far as coming up here because I'm not interested in embarrassing anyone. But while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I, I wonder how many people in here can understand what I'm talking about today. And 
You just need for the Lord to strengthen you and encourage you and let you feel His love and His worth and His value to you. Will you just slip your hand up quickly? Yes, yes, there are hands all over this place. And, and, I, and I'm sure it's true. I'm sure it's true that you have felt that way. But I want to tell you, you are important. I want to tell you that God has prepared you for just this generation. God has put you where you are for this generation. He chose, he chose this moment in time. He chose that family that you were brought up into. He chose this church on this day in this particular time for you to carry out the will, the plan, and the purpose of God. I want you to feel that today. Lord, I, I speak over this group of people today. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, I just speak over this group of people. And I pray, God, that we would be interested in understanding how important we are to the kingdom of God. That you have called us and, and you have anointed us and you have equipped us for this day and this time and this place. Lord, we know there's a lot of Thaddeus who are here. There's a lot of those whose names will never be recorded in other places, who, who will never be recognized in other places. But Lord, we, re we realize how important it is for the, us to see what God has done and for what God is doing. I speak blessings over people now. I speak the presence of God over your life now. May you be encouraged. May you be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, and we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise in Jesus, our Lord's wonderful name. Brother Jim DeBerry, would you and Kay come here for a moment?